Hello and welcome to What's Love, the podcast. This is a podcast series brought to you by Zanga Zurugel and in collaboration with the Soul City Institute for Social Justice. Hi there, this is Zanga Zulugel and welcome to What's Love, the podcast brought to you by Zanga Zulugel in collaboration with the Soul City Institute for Social Justice. Soul City is an intersectional feminist organization working for social justice for young women and girls. This podcast will give you all the advice you need on decisions we make when we are in love that have legal and financial implications. And in every episode, we will discuss a case or a story about a financial or a legal situation that many women find themselves in. We hope that it will help all of us to learn how to make good financial and legal decisions in our relationships. Now, let me tell you why I came up with the idea of this podcast. I don't know about you, but I have learned all my lessons about money the hard way. I do not remember being taught about credit, about savings, loans, credit agreements, and all of those things. All I knew is that I needed to have money because, as they say, money makes the world go round. And nothing, I mean nothing, changes my mood like money. Well, something else does, and that is sex, but that is a topic for another day. But outside of these two, quite honestly, very little does. And when I have money, I automatically feel confident, I feel happy, I feel so secure, and all of a sudden, the world is not such a bad place. You must see me on payday. But I've also made some bad money mistakes, mistakes that I have found very difficult to talk about. People often say talking about sex is taboo. <laughs> I disagree. I think the biggest taboo is talking about money, especially in our relationships with the people that we love, like our family members, our children, and our lovers. And talking about lovers, oh, Mudimaba Israel, is there something other than money that can cause heartaches in relationships? If you want to see people who said they love each other, hate each other, is when money is in the picture. Right now, I am joined by Gail Smith from the Soul City Institute who will be collaborating with us on some of the podcasts and she will tell us why What's Love podcasts are important for Soul City. Well, I think a lot of people know Soul City as an institute that deals with social and behavior change related to um, health, um, and that is still important to us. But we've recently reorganized and reoriented the organization to become an intersectional feminist organization, a social justice institute that is dedicated to women and girls and the societies they live in. So for us, as you said, money is about power, intersectionality is about power, feminism is about power, and so for us as Soul City, it's very, very important that women begin to understand that money is about power and begin to connect the dots between their power or their powerlessness and their gender identity and the myriad ways in which women become disempowered through financial issues that they are perhaps not familiar with. For us as Soul City, knowing your rights is the first step to asserting your rights. And we believe that this podcast is one way for us to educate women about really important money 
and legal matters. And because it is an intersectional organization, we recognize that we are all more than just a category woman. You're a woman, you're an ethnicity, you were born in a particular place, you're a class, you're a religion, you have a whole range of aspects that determine your identity. And so this is one way for us to reach many women and to bring women from the margins to the center. I'm very excited. I'm I'm really very excited because, you know, in my life, uh, you almost see women's eyes pop out when they gain new information. And like I said earlier, nobody teaches us about money. You know, nobody tells you that when you get into a shop and you buy something, there is a contract. When you accept credit, there is a contract. Absolutely. When you open a bank account, there is a contract. But also in our relationships, I've never dated a guy and wanted to find out how financially healthy or not he is. Even if he pitches with the shiniest of vehicles, I've never known, is he in debt? Uh, even when he, he, if he walks, I don't know whether or not he's made financial promises somewhere. Is he saving to buy something? And we just assume that, you know, we go into these relationships and and. I've been in very awkward uh, circumstances. And that's why as Zanga Zulu girl, I went out and I said, well, you know, I want to talk to people about money because in fact, there is just no education out there about the implications of money in our relationships. And I'm sure, Gail, we will have you when we speak about other matters. But thank you so much for coming and joining us and um, just introducing um, uh, this important um, subject. And, and we, will, we will definitely have you back. Thank you. And I, I really hope that all the listeners tune in and please do stay tuned. We will be putting lots of information on the Soul City website. So thank you very much and all the best. I'll be tuning in. Great. Wow. So another voice that you will hear on this podcast regularly is that of Dini Kombenze from Teresa Nau, a legal advisory specializing in property law, family law, customary law, and labor law. Now, I met Tinyeko on the Twitters when I tweeted that with the many young women approaching me for help in their relationships, I am keen to start something to teach women about finances and the law. And Tinyeko is one of the people who slid into my DM, as young people said, and said, yes, please, I am here to help. And as they say, the rest is history. So welcome to Nyoko, and it's so good that we are doing this podcast together and that you are going to be a regular feature in the podcast. Thank you, Lebu. I had to shoot my shot, and I must say I was very successful. Yeah, right? no, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I, I loved that. Tell us a little bit about Teresa now. Yes. Uh, maybe you need to explain what Teresa yes. now is and why for you women understanding the law and money is important. So for the Tonga people out there, please don't hate me. Uh, the spelling error occurred when I was registering at SIPSI. So it's Tirisa Nau, which is Tirisa Nau. Yeah, Tirisa Nau, okay. which is Tonga for use the law. Okay. Um, yes. So it, it, it really explains the concept of why I started the advisory. Mm. Um, because 
There's a huge gap of people who can't access legal services in the country, not because they don't want to or not because they don't even have the information. They want to, they have the information, but they can't afford it. They're not poor enough to afford legal services, and they're also not rich enough to be able to pay for the services that are available. Is this people we normally call the missing middle? Some of them missing yeah. middle, some of them are even in the upper middle, Okay. and some of them are working class, yeah. right? Mm. Because, for instance, if I'm not mistaken, a household needs to earn about 12000 to wow. access pro bono legal services. Mm. Uh, and you can imagine, in as much as we have very low wages in the country, mm. a lot of people do kind of pass that 12000 Yeah, It might seem like it's a lot. But so 15,000 in a household of two adults, two children is little for exactly. traveling, for school fees, for food, for everything. Exactly. So while pro bono excludes you, it's not like at the end of the month you are sitting around with money yes. that is going to help you to get le- yes. legal um, advice or any legal service that you yes, need. Yes, you're one of those people who earn 10 yeah. but live a lifestyle that requires 15. Yeah. So your hand to mouth, whatever you get, you pay to your debtors and you try and move on and you get more debt and you continue. So those are the people that inspired me to start this yeah. um, because I was like, I, I, the first client I had at Law Clinic broke my heart. Wow. We couldn't assist the lady because she literally missed the margin by earning a thousand rand extra. Oh, and she needed the help. She needed the help. So you were her hope, but because you were doing pro bono, you could not help her. So what kind of services do you offer? I offer legal advice. I do um, draft letters of demand. If someone is giving you the runaround about something, acknowledgement of debts, um, that's for people who owe you, but um, keep evading you. And this is kind of a way of, of protecting yourself in that should they not pay you this time, as promised, you can go to court with that document yourself without needing to go the extra mile paying for lawyers and legal services. Go to the magistrate's court and say, I have this document. This person has not paid me. I need to have a judgment against them. Mm. And you can then engage with a credit bureau mm. um, and get this person listed until they pay you back. They wow. need to tell, after they've paid you back, you then tell the credit bureau, this person has paid me back. You may remove their name. Wow. So it, it gives a lot of power uh, because the law is there. But if you don't know how to use it, you don't have that power yes. into um, your hands. Yes. For women, because this podcast is for women. It is about women understanding how money works. It is about women understanding how the law works. Why is it important in your view that women know how the law works and how they can use the law for themselves? Because... They get exploited at every turn. Mm. Uh, And if you don't know how the law works, it's easy for someone who knows how it works to manipulate you and make you believe that you don't have the power that you have. Mm. Give me an example. Um, For instance, let's let's talk about companies, Mm. right? If you're working for a big corporation, you know, let's say, um, let's let's go into mental health. Mm. You know that you have certain rights that are protected in terms of the labor legislations and in terms of company, the company's mm. own um, uh, laws mm. um, to be protected. And if ever you need to 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 be institutionalized because you needed that break, they need to protect you and everything. But the company might find a way 
to now fire you because they feel this is bad for productivity and so mm-hmm. they don't care about your mental health. They find a way to fire you. Mm. You know that how they fired you was incorrect. Mm. You have a paper trail. You have the proof. Mm. But they bully you mm. and they manipulate you into thinking that, number one, you can't get back the job, mm. which you can mm. if you if you really want it. Mm. Number two, it is your fault you got fired. Mm. Number three, there's no one who's willing to assist you because we have all the money and resources. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is a lot of labor matters mm. actually are done on a contingency basis. Explain that. So if you have a good case, mm. right, and your lawyer looks at it and they're like, okay, this is a good case. We can win this case. They take on that case on a contingency. And at the end of the case, when you've won, they get a percentage of your winnings. Okay, so if it you means lose, you don't have you don't to pay, pay them up, up front. Even if you if you lose, you don't pay anything. Oh. If you win, you get your winnings. Uh, the lawyer they get gets, their fees. gets their fees, yes. That's called contingency. Yes. So when a lawyer says... This case, from what you have presented, is winnable or it's a case that I want to take on. You don't have to worry that I don't have money for lawyers. Yes. So you you can go to a lawyer and uh, speak to them. And if they take it on contingency, uh, basically they are sharing the risk with you. Yes. And I guess in a lot of ways, although it sounds counterintuitive, it gives them a lot more to to work hard, eh? Yes, because they yes. must win. Yes, because yes. they're gonna end their money by winning. Yes, because wow. they've invested a lot of resources. They in have, their yes, yeah. they have, and 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 I think that is a very good um, a, 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 a example. Just tell us about some of the problems that you see, because this is about love and money that you have encountered. Just about women making love relationships that are legally costly. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's millions, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I didn't intentionally set out to be working with women, yeah. but a lot of women do feel comfortable working with me, and so, mm-hmm. you know, they, they come. I mean, there was this one case... Oh, Thank God. I'm not <laughs> I'm not breaking any confidentiality because mm. I'm not saying any names. Mm. Essentially, this woman finds out that her husband, who's now been pretending that he doesn't have much mm. um, and his business is struggling, was planning on leaving her. Wow. Has purchased a house in another province for his mistress. Wow. And is not really supporting the children. But isn't she was understanding because... He's struggling in his yeah, business, yeah. but he actually wasn't struggling. He was just supporting someone else, you know, and at the point where she finds out, obviously, you know, I want what's mine. I want everything. But mm. now if you're married in community of property, mm. you need to strategically fight this man. Wow. You know, because mm. he might take the children's house. Mm. You know, it's very unfortunate that we live in a country where men can be that spiteful that. They will take the house where their children live in and say, well, I also want 50% of this. So rather we sell it and you get 50% and I get 50%. And in fact, you are not getting 50%. Because if the children are going with you, they get 50%. You must then maybe go and instead of getting a bachelor flat or a small room Mm -hmm. or back room, you must get a place. Maybe sometimes you could go back to your home. But you can't Mm. if the kids maybe are going to the school close to where you live. So Mm. all of a sudden, 
you can find yourself it's not 50%. It's I think that's not. the point I'm trying to make. Yes. It's, it, it sounds like it's, if it's not gendered, if we don't look at what is the woman going to be responsible for and what is the man going to be responsible for, it's not it 50%. It can never be 50%. It's not 50 Wow. The primary caregiver mm. is the one who supplies 75%. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're seeing your child on weekends yeah. and you're only sending money when you can, can you really say you're contributing 50% just because you pay for the medical aid regularly? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you are not sending the cookies uh, on CV day and giving the five friends on CV day. and, and, and If you're not doing the emotional labor, you yes. know, your child does not come back crying to you that so-and-so did this. You know, can you really say 50-50 and you're being spiteful and wanting more money from me. Yeah. Can you really say that? I mean, it's very interesting. I'm also a single parent and, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of stories through this podcast to share about our own personal experiences with the matters. Mm. But what is astounding when you talk to me about emotional labor is how many women do emotional labor that is not paid for. Mm. So um, I think about in my own relationships where, in fact, the father of one of my children will even think that they've got a right to be critical about my parenting. And yes. I would be sitting there and I would be like, of course, when a teenager is angry, and upset, maybe because I did not allow them to do something, they are going to call you yes. and complain about something. The fact that you are not here, you are not paying, you are not, forget the money, you are not doing the emotional labor. You don't see why they shouldn't be getting And that you will pick up a phone and be critical of my, that makes me want to blow up like an overinflated balloon because it where do you come from? It should. How you know, are you the nice parents? How are you? And they thrive on that, you know, because because the children want the love. They could come with the most useless toy or, you know, a, a second phone because they got a company phone and they are the best parent. And you who are sitting with the fever, with the vomiting, with the back chatting, with the attitude, with the lost school feet, school shoes, the uniform. With the applying for school. With the applying for school. Entering into contracts for them. And I'm, oh my God. Oh my, <laughs> you just <laughs> made my own life flush in front of me. And that is why I think it's so important um, for us to be doing this work. And um, what's going to be important is the women who write to us. As you yeah. say, you did not intentionally go there. But for every legal um, case there is a financial matter for every it financial matter is. there is a legal aspect you it know because is. we fall in love and we get married and we sign contracts but we never know what is in the contract also we think it's cute to take on each other's debts oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh my goodness i really <laughs> look forward to the the fun we are going to have with me and you because I really, you see, for me, you know, I just feel that until women speak and remove the stigma from some of the issues that we confront, we are really not going to go very far um, in uh, in life. Yeah, so thank definitely. you very much. Thank you. It's been okay. a pleasure. Great. 
Wow, this has been such an enlightening episode. And I guess the more as women we are legally and financially savvy is the more that we will be able to lessen the heartbreak in relationships. I normally feel that sometimes when relationships end, part of the pain is not the heartbreak and missing the person, but it's also some of these ramifications that are financial or that are legal that make us become so bitter at the end of relationships because you do know that you have lost a lot of money or you've made decisions that are going to affect you long after um, the relationship has ended. And so I really look forward to spending time with you where we love, but we love in a financially and legally savvy matter. Because where contracts are concerned, even a marriage is a legal contract, love is not enough. You've got to be open and honest about what could go wrong and make sure that you make provision for that. But on that note, let me say goodbye. But before I do so, here's what you can expect on the next episode of What's Love, the podcast. I am most likely going to meet somebody who's had a life. Correct. Because I've also had a life. Correct. Mm. And they may have done things. Mm. Yes. And I actually don't remember with the many men that I've dated us having a conversation about who do you owe or who don't yeah. you owe. Mm. So I could, I mean, I owe people, but yeah. I'm managing now, you know, with myself yeah. and the people that I owe. I could just wake up tomorrow with a, a marriage and a community of property and owing a debt, yeah. 10 times more than what I owe now. Yes. I mean, if you're going to marry a reckless spender. I can, I'm not asking debt. them, so I won't know. I, I, I want mm. people to sing Isengani Lengani. <laughs> That's all I'm interested in. Oh, I, if, you are, yeah, if you're doing Isengani Lengani, then you definitely know nothing about this person and you find out when you're now sleeping in bed with them <laughs> that, oh, this, this is who you are. And yeah. I've inherited the debt. Yes. yes. And yeah, but that is why uh, when I speak to couples, and especially young women, is that you need to know who you are marrying financially. So you do need to see the credit bureau report of your future husband or wife. Both of guys, you need to sit together, yes. We started with saying you must go and test together for HIV. Yes. Correct. How did we get here? Ah, this is another form of <laughs> HIV. Yes. Isn't it a sexually Remember transmitted death? Yes. <laughs> it's another form of HIV. If you want to give us feedback on the podcast or you have a legal or finance matter that you would like some advice or assistance on, you can reach us via WhatsApp only or a voice note on 061-535-4623 or via email on zangazulugel at gmail.com. We will try to share information with you and where possible, Denyeko, who is a legal expert, will give you some advice on how to deal with your matter. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle at what's love underscore podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook on what's love 
podcast. Until next episode, love with your eyes open. Please note that the views expressed in this podcast do not represent the views of the Soul City Institute for Social Justice.